Hola, it's the Gringo and the Man podcast. Now, here's Gringo and the Man. What up, man? What up, Gringo? <laughs> Just call me Gringo. Yeah. I'm a Gringo. I gringo and the man. It's actually gringo. Ah, it, see, this is why I'm a gringo, because my accent is horrible. It is un pitching gringo. <laughs> see, we're gonna this is gonna turn into Spanish lessons for the white boy. Yeah, it might turn into that. By the way, it should turn into that. I live in Los Angeles. You know how useful that would be? <laughs> Los Angeles. Los Angeles. See, see, I can't I mean I'm so we're doing fucking Spanish 101 Anglo. Here. I'm so <laughs> Irish. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worse. I'm not even just Irish. Like, like I'm a mix. Like it's not even like I'm a purebred. I'm a mutt. I right. mean, you're a purebred, man. I mean, you, you got any of this mixed up shit going on. You're pure Mexican, baby. Oh, no, dude. No, you don't know. No. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. No, no. You got some Italian shit going on, don't My you? My fucking last name's Italian. My surname. Uh, Poli. Yeah. Although I don't, I mean, like, I don't know if that's too much information for the general public. But. Yeah, they can't handle it. They can't know but too see, much about the you have the two man. sexiest. See, you have the two sexiest mix. You have the Mexican mix and the Italian mix. I mean. Wait, you missed one. No wonder you're, you're the man. You missed one. Oh, my, you got he, a third in there too? My dad is Mexican. Okay, school me. Let me school you. So my okay. dad is Mexican, right? He was born in Chihuahua, Mexico. My grandfather, his father was from Spain. So he's Espanol from Asturias. Ah, uh, yes. My great-grandfather yes. is from Italy. So check that out. That's like all the romantic languages all rolled up into one. That's why I'm the man. Dude, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't heard those words in uh, Why decades. am I turned on? I have... <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I just got charmed right now. Like, I don't even know. Like, you're just like, I got all the, the lover shit right here. Yeah. Man, I got none of that. You got none of that. I got that, Irish. I got German. <laughs> that's good. There's nothing wrong with the, the Irish or the Germans. Well, now there's nothing wrong with them anyways. No, it ain't Italian. It ain't Spanish. It ain't Mexican. No, I know. It's okay. It's okay. As long as you have friends that are Is Mexican. Is there hope for me? Is yeah. there hope for the gringo? Is there hope for the gringo? There's always hope. There's always hope. <laughs> I just it make me sad if I thought that I was destined to be El Gringo <laughs> with with no with no uh that exotic yeah you got that exotic shit going on man <laughs> I'm jealous I, I'm just I'm just jealous I, I, I there's no other way to put it yeah well you know gringos come in many shapes and sizes not colors but shapes and sizes <laughs> <laughs> Because they're all white. That's, don't get that wrong. Don't get it twisted. Well, so as I was thinking, you know, it's like now that we're like <laughs> launching this new, well, relaunching what we started under this new, what do we want to call this? This new mission of Gringo and the Man. Because this is a mission. We're on a mission. Gringo yeah. and the Man. Right. Just, you know. But I was, as I was thinking about if we ever were like would do like a fun photo shoot or something, like I would totally dress up just like your quintessential <laughs> gringo tourist of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking sombrero with the big margarita right. wearing the Raiders uh, jersey or whatever. 
Wait, when you think of the typical gringo yeah. in Mexico, what do you picture? What is that dude wearing? It's usually the the white guy in the tank top, in the beach shorts, with the sandals and the margaritas, hanging out by the pool bar, trying to talk to the senoritas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the gringo always thinks he has three or four cool words in there that he could use, you know? He knows like senorita. What else does he know? Cerveza. Cerve- yeah, cerveza. Agua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco. Out of every 10 gringos that you see, how many of those 10 are sunburned? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's a must. It's a must. They're not going to Mexico for the snow, bro. They're going for the <laughs> Suntanima. That's right. That's right. With no UV protection. No, no. They don't, they don't need it. Because maybe they won't burn this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, nose isn't going to peel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, Mexican people, they love the gringos. It's a term of affection when people call them gringos. So, you know, you should be proud that you're a gringo. So don't. Well, I'll tell you name. what. I'm proud to be the gringo on Gringo and the Man. I mean, because yeah. I've been looking forward to this shit right here. I've missed the fuck out of you. <laughs> oh. This last year and a half, man, we've just been dividing yeah. and conquering, doing what we got to do, whatever. And it's just like, man, when are we going to get back on the mic? I know. I know. We kept thinking next month and we'll catch up. And one month turned into two and two months turned into a year. <laughs> So, but that's what I love about us, though, because it's like you and I just—it's like good dancing partners or whatever. It's like we're lockstep. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, no, no, it's no pressure. You know, like it'll it'll happen. Right. You know, it's like the timing—the shit will unfold as it must, and we'll get back on the mic when we must, and all that good stuff. And then all right. of a sudden, here we are, Gringo and the Man. It was bound to happen because we had all kinds of stuff going on last year, and all the craziness and everything, and it was going to take. Why? Us- what happened? <laughs> Yeah, I just woke up. What happened? What are you talking? What is, what is this craziness that you're talking about? <laughs> Smoking like a true gringo, and um, <laughs> exactly right, exactly. So it it was gonna take something special to bring this all back out, and this is it, man. Gringo and the man that's bringing this back out, dude. How many people? I mean, because we're of a certain age, and I mean, obviously, we appreciate the name Gringo and the Man because we actually have that sort of historic context, right? Right. Of right. Like what it's kind of inspired by or whatever. Like to what extent do you think the average Joe or Jane on the street get the joke? <laughs> I don't know. No one's going to get it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no one's going to get it. They're going to be like, wow, that's original. Gringo and the man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what is original well, is, is the man is a Mexican guy. So. The man is the fucking Mexican guy. So we're flipping it on them. Well. We're flipping it on them. We're, we're absolutely flipping it. I mean, but it's <laughs> nothing new to us. I mean, we've known this shit's been whack for a long time. But, you know, now we're just fucking calling it out. Oh, man. It would be funny if I was the gringo. That would be more hilarious. Should we fight? Really? <laughs> I, I, I mean, perhaps it would be unexpected. It'd right? be unexpected. Yeah. The unexpected. Yeah. I just don't know that we can pull that off. I mean, yeah. you're the man. You are the fucking man. You are man one. Like, you have to be the man. Hey, I kept it simple since we started, since I started. I figured, what's the easiest name someone could remember? So, man. 
was about as basic as it could get. <laughs> so that's and that's what I love, you know. People have been calling me the man ever since I was uh, 17 years old, you know. I jump on a bus. Right. People be like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? What up? What up? You know, people always call me, hey, what's up, man? So people think it was by accident, but it was actually by design. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you create your fate, my friend. <laughs> you don't just take what's handed to you. Yeah. No, no. That's some of the lessons that we're going to teach on this podcast is how to take it upon yourself and fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, if we don't fuck shit up, if they don't fuck shit up, I mean, how is shit going to get fucked up? Shit doesn't get fucked up all on its own. Like, someone's got to fuck it up. You got to accept responsibility for fucking shit up. That's right. That's right. Serious business. Yeah. And you got to be proud of it. Well, because nine times out of ten, when you fuck shit up, it actually improves. It improves the shit. <laughs> How much stuff out there is just all fucked up? You're all, you know, it's like under normal circumstances. And yet it's fucked up. It's not working right. So we got to go out and just hack, you know, right. call it hacking on one level. You know, you could call it fucking innovation, you know, but no, it's fucking shit up. Let's go fuck shit up. Come on, yeah. gringo and the man. That's right. Make it happen. Right. I don't know. I feel like gringo and the man is a title. I was so happy when you laughed, like when I told you about it, <laughs> you just laughed. I was like, he's either going to love this or hate this. Like yeah. there's no, yeah, there's no middle ground. Right. Well, I told you I love it. I told my mom she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom loves it, then I think that's that's a go. We got to do it. We got to. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out to mom. Yeah. So you know, because if yeah, anyone man. recognizes a gringo, it's my mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, but part of the problem is all of us gringos look alike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's hard to it's hard to pick out which which gringo was it right, right. i don't know he's he was white about six one right 200 pounds <laughs> but gringos have a lot in common though too that's the thing like i told you have a lot in common yeah because like i told you that and i had this conversation with another friend of mine who works with a gallerist who's also white a white gallerist and a white cube gallery <laughs> and he's latino and we were just talking about how funny it is that I'll tell somebody like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my partner, we're, we're doing this, whatever, and talking about you, about the gringo. Mm -hmm. And then my dad will say, who who's he talking about? And then my mom will say, his agent, you know, his agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mom, he's not my agent. He's my partner. Well, yeah, this is your agent. He's the guy that represents you. <laughs> mom, no, we're partners. And so this other artist that I was talking to said the same thing that he tells his family, you know, oh, we're doing this or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that that sells your work. He's your boss. <laughs> like, no, he's <laughs> he's my partner. <laughs> so so in Latino families, when you partner up with the gringo, mm. the gringo's in charge. It's not no. it's, you're, you're never a partner. You're never a partner. I'm the you're, boss. Uh, apparently, I should be the man. Yeah. Yeah, you should be gringo and I should be the man. You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You should be, but we're taking it away. We're taking the power away. We're taking away. it away. We're taking we're the power away from absolutely. the man. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. And giving it back to Fuck the man. Yeah. We totally mishandled it. <laughs> you know? We don't deserve it anymore. Yeah. We fucked that shit up. But I think every successful Latino entrepreneur has a gringo in his corner. <laughs> Well, it kind of reminds me of that Family Guy episode where the dad, shit, what's his fucking name? On which show? 
on the family guy peter oh okay yeah when peter wants his jew i don't watch that show by the way that's a gringo oh show. yeah that's a gringo there's this show. episode there's this episode where peter just he's absolutely he's like he realizes like i need a jew <laughs> like he needed like a, he was in legal trouble yeah, or yeah. financial trouble or right, something. Right. And he's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to, how am I going to, I need, I need to find my Jew. I need to find a Jew. <laughs> and then, and then in the episode, this Jew appears, you know, right. and, and he's like, I found my Jew. Yeah, and then, then they lived happily so, ever after. So you're saying that I'm your gringo. You're my gringo. <laughs> you're my gringo. All right. The well, Beatles. I'll tell you the, what. The Beatles had their Ringo, and now I have my Gringo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be a Gringo for anyone else but you, because we go back. Yeah. We go back. Yeah. Oh, and you have, you know, the, the hard part is selecting the right Gringo. That's the hard part, because I've had other oh, Gringos in my life, yeah. and mm. and. <laughs> They, they, they don't they don't have they don't have so far the, i'm the so far i'm the the best of the worst you're the surviving gringo in my life last gringo standing should we start a tradition like with gringo and the man should we like have a little gimmick where we start every episode with like a shot of tequila or something <laughs> oh i heard yeah i heard a drunk podcast are the best well, I mean, it's a shtick that's clearly being done, but I don't necessarily want us to get hammered, although I'm open to it. <laughs> but the idea that, you know, we'd have this ceremonial shot, or maybe we have shot like it's a game, right? It's like every time somebody says the word gringo, we have to take a shot or something. <laughs> See, I think what's going to happen here is that you're going to act out all the natural gringoness things. And so I'm here as the man to put you in check. Every time your gringoness like flares you're up. You're cool hand Luke. You you're know? cool hand Luke. You're the voice of reason. You know, you, your heart rate never goes above 68 <laughs> beats per minute. You're the assassin. You're the ninja. It's like gringo. Not to mix cultural metaphors, but right. you know. Gringo, put that tequila down. <laughs> <laughs> One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should come up with all the gringo lines that exist out there. Because oh, I'm sure, right, right. I'm sure as you travel across Mexico, especially in all the resort towns, you're going to see them mm -hmm. on every freaking t-shirt. <laughs> okay, so I'm googling right now. Let's see, Gringo Sangs. Let's see what we. <laughs> it says okay. So apparently, there's like a whole a bunch of t-shirts that have come up, like t-shirt designs or whatever. Oh, I'm sure there are. The first one is "Relax, Gringo. I'm legal." <laughs> Oh shit, that sucks. That's not a good one. <laughs> there's like there's like t-shirts, there's like even a face mask that says, relax, gringo, I'm legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't doubting your legal status for the record. Yeah. Gringo mistakes. What is this? Gringo mistakes in Spanish. Oh, this is like a YouTube video or something. I don't know. You're right. We gotta do a little research to find yeah. out like those like quintessential ridiculous gringo. It should be like the, the gringo saying of the day or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be kind of fun to like go around to various cantinas in Mexico and like ask the bartenders. So, right. <laughs> so like, what's the dumbest thing a gringo's ever said? Oh, dude. <laughs> you know? that, that'll be an entire show right there. Well, if you think of the names of most of these bars, if you go to Puerto Vallarta, if you go to Mazatlan, if you go to Cancun, there's all these names of bars and... The names of these bars are obviously to attract the gringo, you know? Oh, yeah. Senor Frogs. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's where they want you to go, right? All these places, they scream out, gringo, please come in. Yeah. But, you know, one of the funnest things, like I remember the first time that I was in, not the first time, but I guess the first time I went to party in Mexico, I guess you could say. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously growing up, we went with my family a lot. And we traveled different parts of Mexico and visited stuff and whatever. But when you go mm-hmm. when you go on your own with your friends, like I did as a graduating senior, because you're from Chicago, so it's a different thing out there. So here in LA, when you graduate from high school or something like that, or you do a spring break, you go to Mexico, right? It's just right, right. Just a right. few hours away. Right there. It's right there. Yeah. So I remember when we graduated high school, we did a trip to Mazatlan, my entire senior class. And mm-hmm. I went to a mostly gringo high school. It was like 85% white. No wonder you're so comfortable with me. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I took four years of gringo high school. So I'm well-versed in the gringo. You're very much assimilated in the uh, gringo-ness yeah. <laughs> of the world. And so it was just funny being down in Mexico with all these guys. And of course, all they want to do is just get fucking plastered and shots. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) But the funny thing is the locals, watching the locals receive the gringos. It's awesome because they know that the gringos are coming over with money. And how can we get these guys money? Not in an illegal way. They're not going to rob you or stuff like that. But they're like, how do we get this gringo to buy stuff at my shop instead of the right. other shop? Or how do we get this gringo to jump in my taxi instead of the other taxi? And so it's really funny watching the locals figure out the ways to attract the gringo. And then when it doesn't work out and they get upset at the gringo, then they have ways of retaliating against the gringo without the gringo knowing, which is even funnier. <laughs> so Do tell. So, for example... I remember walking into this bar and when these righteous white boys were getting <laughs> obnoxious, the taxi drivers would be sitting outside just kind of waiting for people to leave the bar or whatever. And when they would see a group of these like knuckleheads, they'd get these big pestles and they'd heat them up with a the, with the lighter and then they'd throw <laughs> them on the ground in front of them. And every single time, as soon as the pestle hit the ground, these dudes would fight to get the pestle grab it and burn their fucking hands <laughs> every time every time it never failed you know and like you didn't see any mexicans jumping for that fucking pestle you know but you see these fucking gringos jumping right all you know and they go oh fuck burn my hand it was hilarious but there was all kinds of little shenanigans let that be like, a lesson people Gr- yeah. greed greed will burn you <laughs> yeah there's no greed with <laughs> You can't say greed without gringo. (laughs) (laughs) There is no greed gringo without a G. (laughs) Without a gree, there's no greed or gringo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just fun. And that's that though, but that's the hustle, right? That's the hustle in some of these tourist towns, border towns, whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But they love the tourists. They want them down there. They're not trying to scare them off or or whatever, you know, they want them there because they know that that's, that's their bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, when I think, you know, of course the story makes me think of the times I've been in Mexico and, and I mean, really any time I've ever traveled to another country or whatever, where I don't speak the language. Yeah. It's like, I'm not a big fan. We're Gen Xers, right? We're come from a certain era. And I think it's safe to say that 
you and I are similar in that we might think twice about having technology embedded into our body. I mean, you know, if you're a Gen Z or, you know, whatever, you probably are all, you can't wait to become a robot. You know what I mean? But for me, I think twice about having technology put in my body. Mm -hmm. But the one technology that I wish I could put in my body. Yeah. I wish it existed just like a microchip or something just like right behind my ear. Yeah. That would allow me to, upon hearing a foreign language, yeah, to be able to, in real time, understand what was being said and then be able to know how to respond in that language. Because oh, yeah. that's it, man. If right. you speak the language, mm-hmm. you're in. Right. I mean, assuming you're not an asshole, I mean, sure, you yeah. could say something in the language and piss people off. But I'm just saying, like, for me, it's all about knowing the language. And of course, I barely speak English well, <laughs> right. let alone Spanish <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> But I need a I need a chip for English, hundred percent. By the there. way, I got to look into that. <laughs> but it's so key because it's just like yeah. that's it. That's everything, right? It's right. like when you can communicate. And- well, it's so true. Not to get all deep and stuff, but you heard about in the Olympics what happened to that one. I think she was a gymnast or something. She was from what's one of those countries that's messed up over there <laughs> near near Russia. <laughs> Take your pick. Uh, I can't remember. Ukraine. Uh, it wasn't. Was it Ukraine? No, uh, like uh, B- B- Bulgaria, Belarus, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It, oh, it, it, oh um, it was some country. I don't remember. But anyways, they told her to go home. They didn't like her speaking up against. I think she was saying something about the government or something. So they told her to get on a plane back home. And while she was in the airport, she Google translated "I need help" into Japanese, mm-hmm. and a policeman approached her. Bel- was it Belarus? Belarus, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds kind of oh, right. Okay. Okay. Maybe that sounds right. Okay. But let's just go with Belarus. Let's just go with that one. Sounds good. So, anyway, so yeah. she- <laughs> but so, the, so the she translates, is- I need help into Japanese. Yeah. And right before she boards the plane, and the policeman grabs her, takes her in to like ask her more questions, and then finds out that basically her grandmother had alerted her not to come back home because they were going to take her away somewhere. Right. And so she ended up getting on the, on the first plane to Poland or something. She went somewhere else and basically saved her life. So Google Translate saved her life is the bottom line. Crazy. So, yeah, if you have that in real wow. time. That's deep. If you have that in real time. You went deep on us, man. Like, why? <laughs> that's what you do when you're the man. You said, I'm not to go deep, but, and then you tell this deep story. <laughs> now I'm all fucked up. I just deleted Google Translate from my phone. <laughs> now I got to reinstall it. Or don't travel. Jesus. Or just don't travel. Why would I want to leave this amazing country? Yeah. I mean, America, bitch. Yeah. Although you might need the Google Translate if you head over to the south somewhere. <laughs> it's hard to Speak understand redneck. those people. It's hard to understand those people over there. So anyways, but I would love to, you know, I speak two languages. I wish I spoke three or four. Now you're just rubbing it in. Fuck you. (laughs) One of the beautiful things when you travel in Europe is you find out how most people in many countries are trilingual. Like they know their language. They know English because they have to. They have to learn it. And then they usually know one or two languages depending on how close to the border they are to another country. Right. So it's rad. You know, it's like imagine you know – German, French, English, and some Spanish, you know, like that's very common. 
but it's like you know speak english bitch you're in america that's what, they want you, <laughs> that's what they want you to say here yeah man it's crazy my secret to traveling abroad not knowing english <laughs> yeah because <laughs> if i knew english i'd probably get along pretty well but for those countries where not only i don't know english but i don't know their their native tongue right my secret weapon has you know over the years has been my beautiful smile like you know it is amazing how a smile can get you into and out of trouble <laughs> in in 40 languages yeah it is amazing because if you depending on how you you know walk around hold yourself carry yourself the kind of energy you put out that's the kind of energy you get back and so many people, you know, Americans in particular, you know, walk around with fucking attitude, whatever, in a gut. Do you really want me to break it down to you right now? Burst your bubble. Dude, I'm sitting. You know what? Let me hold on. I'm sitting down. Okay, break it down. I'm sitting Dude. down, so break it down. All these years of you traveling thinking it was your smile, it was your it was it was your gringo privilege. <laughs> it was my white privilege. Your gringo my privilege. My gringo privilege. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to admit it. But since you brought it up. Yeah, it's yeah. true. My, my gringo privilege. But I, I like the sound of gringo privilege. Gringo privilege. It almost it seems like something you'd want, right? Yeah. Gringo privilege. Something you could aspire to. Gringo privilege. Gringo privilege. Gringo privilege. It, it just sounds kind of fun. Like, who doesn't want gringo privilege? Right. Is that right. a card game? Yeah. Is that a board game? Gringo privilege? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. White privilege. That sounds like Ooh, that's that's offensive. That's rude. Yeah. Well, that's just I don't know. I just got a sharp pain in my ass when I say that. <laughs> yeah. Then you say gringo hey. privilege sounds like it makes me want to dance or something. Yeah. Like you earned that shit. <laughs> White privilege. I, I tell you what, I'll be your gringo. I will be your gringo. <laughs> For the rest of your life, or my life, See, white, whoever white, croaks first. White privilege you're just born with, gringo privilege you earn, baby. Oh, <laughs> oh that's it. See? By the way, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> that's why you're the man, because you know the fucking truth. I fucking earned this shit, bitch. And you told me, you're like, Scott, a.k.a. Sourdough. You've now earned a new moniker. Right. You have earned gringo privilege. That's you. Here we are. GP, baby. Gringo and the man. <laughs> gringo privilege. <laughs> this is a gringoprivilege.com. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Buy it right now. <laughs> buy it right now. See, man, we're just learning every day, sharing the wealth. I hope I'm truth. learning every day. Tell you what, trying to speak the truth, trying to bring the truth. It's like, you know, everybody's talking about. No such thing as truth. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's truth. What? No, there's a lot of truth. Just got to find it. Well, I feel like with my newfound gringo privilege, I might just get there. Well, you get there quicker for sure. Why am I hungry for a taco? (laughs) 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 Suddenly I'm craving a taco. Maybe I got to have a little. Two tacos, please. Maybe I got to have a little bell here or something. And so every time your gringoness shows up or flares up, there you go. Hold on. <laughs> I can't quite get it. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but so you should hit the bell every time my gringo privilege uh <laughs> flares up. Flares up. Yeah. You know who got me this bell? You probably don't. Did I, I ever no tell idea. you the story? I have no idea. Bill Kiefer. Oh, really? Shout out Bill Kiefer. That's right. He bought this for me. 
in 2001 mm-hmm. as a going away present when I was moving from Chicago to LA. Nice. And when I was moving to LA, I was moving out here in part to open a new office for the design agency that I was working for at the time, new studio, the LA studio. Right. And he bought me this bell because he said, every time I close the sale, I should hit the bell. Sold. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) And I've had this since 2001. So it's 20 years old. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Nice gift, right? Yeah, that's that's a 100% gringo gift, if I ever heard of one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the things that, you know, it's, it's funny what we say, what we keep, what we become sentimental about. Do you consider yourself a sentimental person? I don't know. Let's see. Because my gut wants to say yes, but I think I'm not. <laughs> Practically, you would say no. Yeah. But it, I don't know, it depends because what do you mean? Like, for example, I love collecting stuff toys and art and things like that but does that make me sentimental i don't know well i guess part of the reason i guess it's about an intent right like if you're collecting art or art toys or some limited edition or one of a kind or something like that i mean there's a some sort of economic intent maybe beyond just the joy that artwork gives you right so assuming there's some joy right in owning it and having it and looking at it Hopefully, there's some economic benefit, maybe in owning a limited edition or one of a kind or something. But I think when it comes to being sentimental, you might hang on to that concert ticket stub that you took your now wife, then girlfriend on, you know, Mm -hmm. where she kissed you for the first time or something. Right. Like saving that concert ticket would be sentimental. Do you have that concert ticket, man? No, but my wife calls that hoarding. So your wife wouldn't even let you be sentimental. She's like, no, fuck that. That's hoarding. (laughs) There's a fine line between collecting and hoarding. Yeah, that's true, though. It's true. No, but I do. I have like, I keep all my lanyards. Well, I started to keep all my lanyards at a certain point after Mm -hmm. going to so many conferences and events and all this kind of stuff. And so now I put those, I have a little frame where I dropped them in there. Just, you know, mementos. I could look back like, oh, that's right. I remember going there. So I do some stuff like that. But, you know, like collecting toys, that comes directly from me being a kid collecting Star Wars toys, you know? Yeah. When I was a kid. And at the time, I had a huge collection. And they all got broken, stolen, lost, whatever, over the years. And so finally, as an adult, I was like, oh, you know what? I really enjoyed doing that. Let me start over. So even though I don't really collect Star Wars toys, I have some, but... It's really more about collecting other types of toys and things like that. But it's that same feeling of like when I look at my toy collection or whatever, it takes me back to when I was a kid and collecting the stuff that I love. So to me, that's sentimental. I'm just so happy for your kids because, you know, when you croak, they're going to be able to inherit (laughs) all those toys. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're going to love it. I mean, with what they're getting when you croak. It's the opposite. It's like one man's treasures are your kids junk <laughs> that's what i think it is because yeah my kids look at my stuff and they're like oh my god dad you have so much junk what are we gonna do with all this crap when you die <laughs> they literally- you're like uh you're taking it to the auction and you're selling it and you're making a ton of money that's what you're fucking doing dumbass <laughs> jesus i'm telling you yeah, no but that's hope. right right because i mean you know because that's the thing right you could be sentimental you could collect all kinds of stuff yeah 
But when you croak and no one understands what they're looking at, right. it's just going to end up in the fucking bin. That's right. The with, dumpster with, in the back. With, without a fucking thought in their head, it's going to go right to the fucking trash can. Yeah. So I, all that tells me is I need to really start writing down why I need to have this shit in my life. <laughs> why it's important. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you'll get right on that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you're going to have that done by January 2022. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just posted that I needed trying to hire some people to help me in my studio, right? And the first thing I, you know, I, I put different things that I'm looking for. One of them was attention to detail, right? That's one of the things I'm looking for. And then at the last line, I say, please email me if you're interested. And then I put my email address, right? No one is emailing me. Everyone's sending me DMs. They're commenting on the post. They're asking me questions on social media. <laughs> and I'm not replying to any of those motherfuckers because they failed test number one. Right out the bat, they failed test number one. By the way, this is genius. I love how you handled this. This is so great. You're right. You fucking gave them a test and they are failing miserably. And you're right. You absolutely should not respond. But what you should individually, you should not respond. What you should do, though, yeah. is you should post a video explaining to these fuckers <laughs> that they failed the test. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, I, I will. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I, I thanks for all the responses. Yeah. But. If I hired you, I'd have to fire you because right. none of you followed the instructions right. properly. Right. Jesus. So my follow-up post, because I, I haven't hired anyone yet because no one's contacted me yet. <laughs> the right way. The right way. So in the meantime, I followed up with the post and I said, what the hell did I put? Actually, let me read it because I thought it was, it's encrypted. And how do you say it? I just said, oh, here it is. If you can't pass a simple test. Why would I want to work with you on things that affect my entire existence? <laughs> <laughs> I just posted that. And so, Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder if the people who are responding to me see the correlation between the two posts. They probably don't. I'm afraid they don't. I, I'm, I'm really afraid, afraid they, they don't. don't. And that's why we're fucked in the future. <laughs> These kids are not paying attention. That, see... See, that that's what I love about our new gringo and the man yeah. platform that we're creating here. You know why? Why? Because we're Gen Xers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, we're cut from a cloth that these fucking, fucking youngins don't have a fucking clue. Right. Yeah. It's true. Of, like, the struggle and the reality of how tough life is. And you got to fucking, you got to pay attention, man. You got to fucking <laughs> quit your crying. Right. And get in the game. You know? Right. That's right. Hold on. I got, I'm going to post a selfie. Hold on. <laughs> don't eat your food yet. I need to take a picture of, of that taco. Yeah, man. I don't know. Good help's hard to find. It, it is. is. It is. And I don't know how to find it because obviously social media is not working for me right now. So I'm going to put it out there to a couple. So what are, what are these jobs? So assuming yeah. <laughs> that tomorrow somebody... A miracle happened right. and somebody came along that actually read and followed the instructions and emailed you and you found this person to be highly qualified. Right. What kinds of work are you going to have this imaginary person do? <laughs> what jobs you got? Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's it's pretty simple stuff. It's not it's not difficult stuff, but it is things that I prefer someone who's creative, who can work on their own, who's motivated, and who just has some kind of sense of just common sense, which is really hard to find nowadays. Because it's like, for example, very little of it is going to be creating art or prepping art. Very little of it will be that. Most people think, oh, I'm in an artist studio, so I'm going to be doing a lot of art. And I even put on the post, I'm not looking for artists or art experiences, not necessary. Because it's not. Cause... Yeah. AKA, you know, I'm the artist, yeah, asshole. I'm the artist. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> I'm the artist. I need an assistant. And right. it's like organizing my stuff, like organizing my paints, organizing my tools, keeping the shop looking good. But one thing I really appreciate is when, and I've had a, a lot of interns, I've had a lot of part-time people working for me over the years, and the people that really get it and that I really like having around are the ones who come up with things that I wasn't thinking of to organize like photos or to figure out a system for my prints or an easier way to do something that I'm doing every day at the studio. That's what I like when people like come to me with these kind of ideas and they're simple things. They're not, like I said, they're not difficult things or tasks, but they're very crucial to running a studio. Because the more organized I can be, the easier it is for me to work on what I got to work on. Obviously, I'd love someone who's freaking tech savvy and who could help me run things on social media or help me run stuff online. But I have a couple of the people that are helping me on that right now, which is good. Yeah, so it's it's just like day-to-day stuff at the studio that people kind of take for granted or don't understand or, you know, because like as an artist, if I'm working on a project... Like that's all I'm working on and I'll have all my paints and materials and tools and that's all I'm focused on. But then I may jump from that project to a mural somewhere in the city or I might need to travel for a week or I may need to design something on the computer for the next few days. And in the meantime, this assistant has to put my shop back together so that when I start the next gig, I know where everything's at and it's kind of like a fresh start. Otherwise, everything just builds and builds and builds and then I end up walking into this chaotic studio where everything's a mess and it's hard to get things done, you know. So, it's not rocket science, but it does take a little bit. I'm looking for someone who's, I guess, more of a organizational person than an artist, you know. And I've had artists work for me in the past and generally they do not work out because... They, they they show up and they're like, oh, when do I get to paint? Oh, when do I get to mix the colors? Oh, when do I get to X, Y, and Z, right? They think that they're going to do the painting for some reason. And I'm like, uh, nope, I don't need that. And when I do need that kind of help, it's like I'm on a big wall and I need assistance to like buff the wall and maybe just lay in some big colors or whatever on the wall. But then I take all the detail and I handle all that. I'm not going to let these guys do the detail. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clean this shit up. So it's trying to make me more efficient, not slow me down. So, so yeah, it, it's a fun little exercise. The beauties of yeah, man. Art. I, I'm a horrible delegator. It's like, it's like, I know that there's plenty of shit that I could offload on somebody. Right. But going through what you're going through, right. you know what I mean? Like finding the right person and then training that yeah, person the trainer, and right. getting, you know, it's like, yeah. 
I start thinking about this shit. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it myself. Yeah. Like, it's just faster. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what but I- it's not really. Like, I mean, you have to ultimately I have to get to a point where I can find that intern or find that person that can do the basic admin stuff. But I just, I guess I have trust issues. Like, I don't know. Well, no, it's true. And as an artist, I think you should have trust issues because at the end of the day, it's my name that I'm signing on that painting, right? So it has to look the way I want it to look. And my wife always tells me I'm a micromanager. And I am. I'm totally a micromanager because I'm an artist and I have a vision. And my vision isn't for it to look like something like that. <laughs> my vision <laughs> my vision is to have it look exactly like that. And so that's why I'm micromanager because I see what is the what is the margin of error? <laughs> it's like within five yeah. percent of the actual rendering, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. At least it looks something like what you were thinking of, and it's like, uh, no, it needs to look exactly the way I imagined it. There's zero room for variance. Yeah, and so that's kind of the catch twenty two on being an artist and trying to hire people and trying to like you said, delegate, because I'm willing to delegate the things that don't have to be perfect or precise or things that I suck at. But the things that matter at the end of the day, I'm in charge of that. And I'm not going to give that away to anyone else. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you know the phrase or the acronym VA, what VA stands for? What does that stand for? Okay. So I'm about to drop some big knowledge here. Drop it. Man. Go for it. The gringo is about to drop. So so VA Mm -hmm. is an acronym that stands for virtual assistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Virtual assistant. And apparently there's all of these like amazing folks that you can hire that work in the Philippines that work, you know, wherever they are, Mm -hmm. like overseas or whatever, or maybe even in the US. I don't know, but you can farm out to them. You can do like, you know, they'll do all kinds of stuff, you know, like, whether it's admin or online stuff or whether it's administrative or research or I don't know. It's like, it sounds awesome. Right. It sounds amazing. Like I've heard so many, I know people that use them. They're like, Oh, my VA is awesome. Okay. You need to get a VA. My VA is great. Like you should. (laughs) And it's like, it makes my head hurt thinking like, I got to train this person. I got to like a find this person, then train them and then trust them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then pay them. And then pay them, although, you know, I guess in some places, like, it's pretty affordable compared to American rates. I guess the Philippines is pretty affordable. But, right. I mean, what, I got to pay them in Bitcoin? Like, I, you know, like Ethereum? Do they take NFTs? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I, I want to offload. I want to delegate. I do. I fantasize about it. I dream about it. It's like, yeah. I dream about having an army of people that can be helping me with my shit. Yeah. But then I wake up and I realize, like, no, I don't have it in me. What do you mean? You're gringo, dude. (laughs) You know, I got to find other gringos, I guess. Well, no, 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 No. I I can't. Like, I just like maybe (laughs) this overseas shit sounds interesting. My one buddy has this VA in the Philippines. Okay, I'm like, if you love her so much, go marry her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's changed his life. I need a VR VA. (laughs) VR virtual reality virtual assistant. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to put the goggles on, tell him what to do. And I'm going to watch them doing it, make sure they're doing it. (laughs) And then they're going to be in my studio, like virtually cleaning it. Yeah. And like moving the dust around. Yeah, painting the walls. And then I'm going to pay them. And then I'm going to take off the goggles and walk into my studio and it looks exactly the fucking same. 
<laughs> You're going to pay. I hope you pay them in virtual currency. Yeah. Only in ETH. In ETH. Do you have crypto? No. Do you have any crypto? No. No. You're the green guy. That's another thing. That's another thing I, I can't figure out. Like, <laughs> hell, I can't even hire an assistant. How can I be trusted with crypto? <laughs> I did read a very interesting little thing the other day. It was talking about how gaming is the first thing that's ever happened where it can exist 100% outside of our real like reality. And so that people aren't prepping themselves enough for the future of what's going to happen with gaming. Like there's going to be these two side-by-side realities. There's like the real world that we all live in and then the gaming world. And the people who are not into gaming will have zero idea that there's a gaming world. And I think it's true. I think it's happening. Because gaming has like, there's music, there's people, there's VR, there's crypto, there's pretty soon there's going to be everything you need to survive, to live, to do anything in gaming. And you'll probably only have to leave gaming just to eat. But it was very interesting. I was like, shit, that's right. That's what's happening. It's like this an entire other world, parallel world, parallel universe that has been forming and is only going to get stronger once computers get smarter than they are now, things get quicker. It's going to be insane. And it's like, if you're not in that world, you're just not, I'm not a gamer. I have no idea. My kids are all the time gaming. I have no idea what they're doing. I have no way of monitoring them. And not that I want to, they're already in their 20s and shit, like I don't care. But if I wanted to, like if I had a, like you, you have younger kids, there's going to be absolutely no way to monitor what- I do? <laughs> <laughs> let, let's just say- Oh shit, I do. <laughs> let's, just say, let's just say you did. And you're going to have these kids that are living this whole existence that there's no way to monitor what's going on with them or regulate it or understand it or interact with it except from within the gaming space. And it's crazy. You know, because to me, All right, well, if you think about fuck you. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Don't no, go ahead, asshole. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying like, because growing up back then, gaming for us was what? Fucking Atari and Space Invaders. Space Invaders and Frogger. Pac-Man. And then that turned into, you know, Nintendo and whatever else. Yeah. But it was always like a thing like the kids did in the room and that the parents always bugged us, hey, go outside and ride a bike for a while, get away from that TV, blah, blah, blah. And and that was it. Yeah. But it's grown to this thing now where it's like a whole 360 environment now that they're in that's a culture. And if you're not in that culture, you, you just don't get it. You don't get anything, any part of it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I know it exists. But when I hear these younger kids communicating about it, it's trippy. It's kind of like, oh, shit. And it's only going to get more advanced. And they're only going to get deeper and deeper into that. And it's just going to be a, a crazy world, you know, in a few years when they're fully immersed into it. And the rest. Right. And, well, like yeah, I said, yeah. like, go ahead. No, no, no go and the, ahead. And the rest Keep of the world, going. The rest of the world won't be immersed in it. And we'll be in the dark about what's going on in this fucking parallel universe. Are I'm you done? done? My, I'm Are you done, done now? Okay, well, again, as I said earlier, fuck you. <laughs> you said, you know, earlier, you're like, oh, I, I don't want to go deep. I hate to go deep. 
You didn't even warn me this time. You just went deep. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> and fuck you for hitting on the exact thing that's been keeping me up at night. Because yes, yes, you're right. I got two fucking kids. I, as soon as you said that, I remembered. I got a daughter who's nine and a son who's four and a half. Thanks for reminding me. I got to go make sure they had dinner. Kind of late now. Probably didn't. Anyway. Yeah. But I think about this shit all the time, right? Because it's like, I'm not a gamer. Yeah, I mean, I was around with games. As you said, we used to go to the arcade. We rode our bikes to the arcade. You got a bunch of quarters. Maybe you yeah. got tokens. You yeah. played arcades. And then that led to Atari, like the home thing or in television. And then eventually, like, as Simple you said, uh, Nintendo and shit like that. Our games were at the very beginning, asteroids and space invaders and you mm-hmm. know, like the most simple shit. And now it is involved. Exactly. It yep. has become a world unto itself, a universe unto itself with an economy bigger than the entertainment industry writ large. Right. And it is this immersive mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. The alternative reality, parallel universe, right. like whatever you want to say. And as a dad who, number one, isn't a gamer. If I was into gaming, of course, my kid would be playing yeah. games, but I'm not. And so when it comes to my kids playing games, yeah. I am really torn about it. I don't know what to do because on one hand, we live in a culture of screens. We live in a culture of gaming. I'm a fool if I think the old saying, you know, culture eats strategy Absolutely. for breakfast. I mean, I can try to be a dad that has all these rules and stuff, but this is what the kids are doing, right? Like right. my son right. is going to want to play video yeah. games at some point. And he's probably going to want me to play with them. Well, A, number one, I don't have any fucking desire to play video games with anybody, <laughs> including my son. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take him camping. I want to take him swimming. I want to take him hiking. I want to take him out into the world to deal with other human beings. And I'm a little, I, I'm sorry, I'm a little freaked out sure. about any technology that somehow mitigates our humanity or disconnects right. us from the natural world. And I'm torn. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. My son will go play video games at his friend's house if I don't let him play here or whatever, right? Like, But just taking my own kids out of it, just as a human being, but as a person, but now as a dad also, like, I first of all want to make sure my kids are comfortable dealing with people in the real world before they become immersed in a virtual world, right? So I, I want to do whatever I can that's healthy and right and productive and sensible and sustainable and reasonable for them, you know, lay that solid foundation. Yeah. You know, I also know I'm 51 years old, right? Like, I don't get it. My dad didn't get it. Now I'm the dad that doesn't get it. But, but here's also part of the shift is that when we were younger, we'd go to a ball game or we'd go play kickball across the street or whatever. And there was always that one kid who always just stayed in his room all the time. Right, mm-hmm. and never came out of his room. Yeah, and everyone thought he was the weird kid. Right? Oh, that kid never comes out. He's always in his room. He's always locked up. He's always got his headphones on. Whatever. Well, in our society now, it's flipped because, like, if you're not the kid that's in the room all the time on the screen on the monitors with the headphones, like you're the weirdo now. You're the weirdo for not being on there when you go to class. Yeah. And everyone's talking about the games and that people went on Twitch. They went live on Twitch and did you see this and did you see that? And you were saying, oh, no, I don't I do not do that. I don't have a Twitch account. All of a sudden, that's the weirdo kid. 
And so that's where it becomes right. scary because it becomes part of the world. It's part of the world now. It, it's, it just is. And there's no way around it. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I don't know what happens next. Yeah, where it man. goes from here. But well, but good luck to you. you let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, man. Oh, man. Fuck me. Yeah. And some of these things we know, like, for example, right? We just take, we're talking about gaming specifically, but more broadly, right? right? Like the idea of technology screens obviously social media on some level, but like my daughter not too long ago asked about when can she have a phone? Yeah. And what she doesn't realize is that what she's really asking for is a supercomputer. Right. Mm -hmm. She's saying, when can I have a supercomputer? Cause that's what these fucking phones are. They're supercomputers. Now, some parents justify getting their kids a supercomputer because they say oh well it's for safety you know like i want my kid to have a phone well okay get them a flip phone yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> if it's really just about safety they still make you, those <laughs> yeah right i think i saw one in a pawn shop yeah and if you want to stay tethered to your kid or them tethered to you chip them chip, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> tag tag them with a, with a, with tag a them. rfid yeah, yeah, uh, tag if you can chip a dog you can chip a kid 100 percent, 100 percent. but it's like okay fine you know like fine i can understand a rationale right. that says no no i want my kid to have a phone that i can reach them they can call home i get it pay phones don't exist anymore but that's not the same as getting them a supercomputer that gives them access to social media which we know empirically now social media is driving depression in kids, suicide oh, yeah. in kids, mental health issues in kids. Like social yeah. media is toxic totally. and the bullying and all that stuff that goes with it. So as a parent, it's like, I get so annoyed with these parents. that think that they don't have a fucking choice in the matter. It's like, Oh, well, you know, this is how the kids socialize these days. Well, who's the fucking boss. Yeah. Who's the parent here? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you for that. You're right. Jesus. See, this is why you're the man. Well, you know, my wife sends me all these videos all the time about people talking about phone addiction. Yeah. Like if if you're at dinner and the person you're talking to always has their phone on top of the table, Mm -hmm. they're addicted. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is look at your phone before you tell your wife, I love you, good morning, and then you're addicted. And so I just replied to my wife and I said, I'm addicted. What do I want me to do? Well, you know, here's the truth. Living proof that it's addictive. Yeah, but no, you know, but here's the thing. Guess what? I got lots of addictions. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. The phone is one more addiction. It's fine. And you know what? You know what? Actually, my addiction to my phone is the least of your worries. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. You should, you you know, matter of fact, you should be encouraging me to use my phone more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that takes me away from the other addictions, which might get me, you know, put me in the pen. I don't know. But the point is, <laughs> I digress, allegedly. But mm-hmm. here's the deal. As proud yeah. Gen Xers, which you and I are. And by the way, right. that's an important premise for our new gringo on the man platform. Because we're oh, not we're not given. two angry old men. We're two angry Gen Xers. Okay. Yeah. We grew up at a time, right? We saw this shit fucking evolve and come on and for us though technology was always a tool it was a tool first it wasn't entertainment right. only in recent years has it become entertainment 
And so the kids aren't learning the technology as a tool first, really, in many cases. They're learning it as a source of entertainment, as a source of interaction and socializing, so on and so forth. So it's almost more insidious because it's like you got to be on the phone all the time, 24-7, right? right? Right. And for us, yeah, sure, I pick up my phone in the morning, too, and at late at night because, you know, I'm poking around with shit, but I'm also checking my email and thinking about work and maybe making a post or whatever it is. Now, am I addicted? Absolutely, I'm addicted. I'm not going to argue that I'm not addicted. (laughs) Where would I get my porn if I didn't have my fucking tech, you know? I mean, come on. How would I see boobs? Because that's what Gen Xers, Gen Xers like boobs. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just cancel us? Anyway. I'm just saying <laughs> that technology is, yeah. And yes, it's addictive. I get all that. So, but the point is like, how do you, cause I mean, bringing it back to the kids, <laughs> it's all about yeah. the kids. Cause at the end of the day, it's about raising a mentally healthy kid. Like that's all you're trying to do yeah. as a parent who gives a shit, trying right. to raise a mentally healthy kid who's comfortable in their own skin and can be a productive member of society. Right? Like that's kind of it. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's all you're trying to do. So how do you, so the question, so if you agree with that premise, then the question is like, how do you go about doing that? And for me, my thought of it is like trying to raise a balanced kid. So sure. They need to be comfortable in the, maybe the tech world on some level, but they absolutely need to be comfortable in the real world, dealing with people and dealing with nature and bugs and bad weather. There's a whole lot of bad weather coming our way. I don't know if you notice. Yeah. Coast to coast. No, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And it's just going to get harder and harder to parent in the future because of all this. Because the flip side to technology is you have these lazy parents who are going to immediately give the phone to the kid, get the kid on the screen as soon as possible, because that's one less thing I got to worry about. Yeah. That'll stop the kid from crying. That'll stop the kid from bugging me. And I could do my own shit. I could be on my own screen. So yeah, it's just going to get just more and more difficult, I think, to raise kids and healthy kids. And so, yeah, it's just, <laughs> we can we can get more and more depressing if you want, but <laughs> that wasn't the point of it. Jesus, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I thought Gringo and the Man was going to be fun. Now I'm all fucking bummed out and <laughs> think I'm a horrible parent and worried about my, but my kids are fucking doomed. Well, see, when the Gringo goes to Mexico... That's why he loves going to Mexico, because no one asks him about his kids. <laughs> no one asks him how many fun kids you have or who you're raising. No, it's just like, you want another tequila, senor? Boom. There it is. The cerveza chaser, please. Oh. Por favor. <laughs> Dos más, por favor. <laughs> Dos cervezas, senor. Senorita. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias. And how happy are you at that point? See that? That's what it all comes down to. Happiness as a gringo. That's why so many gringos retire in Mexico. They love it out there. Shit. You know, trust me. I mean, it's like some of the places I've been in Mexico are so fucking beautiful. I'd be honored to live there in my retirement years. Yeah, absolutely. So would I, but they won't treat me as a gringo. They'd be like, oh, you're a fucking (laughs) Chicano. You're one of us. (laughs) No, you're someone who left us for the gringo lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, because you, right. Well, because you stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, you go down there, you're probably, oh, he's an American. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What is it about you? I mean, okay, but I mean, to the extent, right, that you cannot pass as a Mexican, 
Like yeah. you go to Mexico and they know that the man, aka man one, is American. What are the telltale signs? What gives you away? I'm wearing Nike shoes. <laughs> that's number one. I was gonna make a really <laughs> crash joke about the fact, isn't it, that you're just wearing shoes? But that's a really bad joke. I won't do that joke at all. Yeah, yeah. No, so you're wearing Nikes back in, the day, back in the day, maybe. But now it's like, oh, you're wearing <laughs> Nikes, you know. And then I'm wearing my own logo on my t-shirt, and right. You got you got the dope shit on. So yeah. And I have an iPhone that's newer than a than a seven. <laughs> I think they're on, they're on iPhone seven right now in Mexico. So, but I don't know. Yeah, you stand out. You stand out. Well, what's interesting though is like if I go to Europe, I'm definitely an American, absolutely one hundred percent American. And that's when it's weird because. So what's that about? Like because that how in you Europe, carry yourself? Is that what you're wearing? Is that just your accent? I mean, what is that? All the above. And yeah. in Europe, it's like. Oh, there's a fucking American right there. And it'll be me. There'll be four Americans, four of us out there. It'll be me, a Mexican. There'll be a white guy. There'll be a, a black guy. And there'll be like a, a Middle Eastern guy. Because this is truth. This is what happened <laughs> in Ireland. And they're like, oh, Americans. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. And I asked them about it. And they said, no, you're, you guys are just Americans. You guys don't worry about anything out here. We know you guys are all Americans. And they actually told me, like, don't say you're Mexican. Because, you know, I would say, well, I'm Mexican-American. Well, no, just just say you're you're American. Just don't say you're Mexican. Because then that implies I'm Catholic. And then I'll start getting into issues with the Protestants. So just keep it American because they know Americans are atheists. <laughs> or Satanists or some <laughs> no, other No, we're shit. not atheists. We believe, we believe in money. <laughs> yeah. The dollar is our God. So that's how it is when you go to Europe. But when you go to Mexico... They look at you and they're like, okay, here he comes. So in Mexico, I have to travel knowing that I have like this. Thank God I speak Spanish because there's nothing worse than a Mexican, a pocho. That's what they call us. A pocho going back a to. A pocho? Pocho, yeah. That's an Americanized Mexican. And so if you're a pocho <laughs> in Mexico and you don't speak Spanish, then yeah, you're going to get some shit. Well, as you should. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. So they'll look at me as a pocho, but then they see that I can speak fluent Spanish and I know the lingo. Then they're like, it throws them off a little bit. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a pass for today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's happened to me. I, it's happened to me where I've been in Mexico and I get pulled over by the cops and they started trying to scare me that they're going to throw me in jail for having broken some law while I was driving or something or whatever. And then I flip it on them and start talking Spanish and start telling them that I know certain people in the city and I know the lingo and I know they're looking just for a little kickback. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, go for it. Be, thank you and be on your way. So you have to know the, the street smarts when you're a, a poacher. But I mean, Mexico. but that's trippy though about Ireland. You were saying that it's like you, a black dude, another brown dude, Indian dude or something. And basically they just all look at you and they're like, oh yeah, you're all Americans. Absolutely. We were in Northern Ireland, actually. And every August, they have, they, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. They're like, oh yeah, the riots are happening this weekend. And I'm like, what do you mean the riots are happening this weekend? And they're like, <laughs> oh, they happen every, they're every year on August, whatever it is. Riot weekend. Riots. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like, it, it just seemed like completely illogical to me. And I'm like, so there's riots coming. You know they're coming. 
and you guys are okay with it? You're just going to have riots? And they're like, yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> Roll with it. It just happens like, it happens on, starts Friday night, you know, gets pretty crazy on Saturday. And by Sunday night, it's all over. Hopefully no one dies this year. <laughs> and so what happens is in, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And so what happens is in, in Derry, there's this kind of like a parade, I guess, where people from Belfast, Protestants from Belfast come up to Derry. And they do this march around the city. And while they're marching, all the Catholics are throwing shit at them. Rocks and stones and fireworks and whatever. Molotov cocktails and all kinds of shit. And the cops are waiting. They're there. They're all geared up. They're waiting for the clashes to happen. And the cops just become the barrier and don't let it get too out of hand. But sure enough... A few cars get blown up and burnt. And by Sunday, the guys that came from Belfast go back to Belfast and leave the town in peace and everything's cool <laughs> until the following year. <laughs> and they were telling us like, dude, the riots are going to be tomorrow morning. You guys should come. And we're like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Spectator sport. Yeah. And we were like, uh, no, it's cool. We don't want to get killed. And they're like, oh, don't worry. They all know you're American. They know you're not on either side. You're like the third party. <laughs> like you're Switzerland. You're, like they're yeah, not. Yeah. And they told me like they're like bring your camera. You want to film this? It's it's pretty cool, right? And I'm like, uh, no. And so the next day, when of course all hell breaks loose and cars are being burnt and some people got carjacked and stuff like that. Somebody got stabbed and there was a shooting and whatever. And the Sunday and the paper. There's pictures of all this chaos going on. And of course, all these people are wearing, what do they call them? The, they have a name for it. When they put the ski masks Facial? over their head. The, oh, the, um, what do they call it? Baklava? Back, no, back. No, no. Oh, shit. I know what you There's a fucking about. word for it yeah, that yeah, they yeah, always yeah. use over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, it's basically a, you know, a masked hoodie. And yeah. so there's pictures of them running around. And my buddies are like, look, there I am. There's, there's a picture of me running across with the Molotov cocktail. That's me. <laughs> And they're all like so proud of it. So is it safe to say, would you say that based on what you saw, yeah, that if these motherfuckers could get their hands on semi-automatic or automatic weapons, would they literally mm -hmm. show up with fucking weapons and just waste each other? No, I don't think they would. I don't think they would. Believe it or not, they have, well, number one, most people don't have guns. And when they do have guns, it's a big deal. Right. But that's why I'm asking because it's like they're throwing rocks at each other. Like, you know, like it seems like they want to kill each other. They just don't have guns. So I, I'm asking if they had guns, would they just fucking kill each other? I don't think so because they also have a lot of respect. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> so I respect you. Therefore, I stone you. So, for example, I remember the first day we were there, we went to this bar and there was two guys in wheelchairs, you know? At this crowded ass bar, it's two guys in wheelchairs. It's not a big deal. Right? I see guys in wheelchairs all the time. And then you do? I don't. I don't see guys in wheelchairs that much. <laughs> and wow, whatever. Okay. I, I, Where are you know. hanging out? So then the you go to some day, crazy parties. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, we're talking to these guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so and so was there last night, whatever, whatever." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, who who are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, that one guy in the wheelchair." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, yeah, he's in a wheelchair because he got six packed. <laughs> so he's in a wheelchair because he got six packed. That's right. 
Okay. So when you get six packed, you get caught doing the wrong thing, like selling drugs in the wrong area mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to be, or you didn't pay the right person off or whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. They come after you and the guy with the gun shoots you in both elbows, both knees, and both ankles. That's a six pack. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so they're not going to kill mean, you. I've never they're heard of a, I never heard of anything cooler than a six pack. <laughs> Like it's like, yeah, I got six packed. Shot in the shoulder, yeah. shot in the arm, no, 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 shot no, in the knees. Shot, shot in the elbows. They shoot elbows. him in the elbows, knees, and ankles. So, okay. <laughs> That's fucking wild. So if you get six packed, you're like VIP at that point. Well, it depends on what side of the aisle you're on, right? But well, in that bar, from, I bet they were VIP, right? So what happens is from that point on, you know that guy in the wheelchair is there because he just didn't know how to run his game. It's not a badge of honor. <laughs> okay, okay. So maybe I missed, I'm sorry. I might have missed something. Clearly, I yeah. missed something. Okay, so he got shot because one dude had a gun and one the other guy didn't have a gun. I mean, clearly. Well, so what like, happens is. Yeah, take me through it again. I want to witness this, <laughs> this uh, horrible act of violence again. <laughs> what happens, I guess, is let's just say a guy is selling drugs. Okay. In an area where he is not designated to sell drugs. Okay, so it's a turf thing. Okay. It's like a turf thing and he's in the wrong place. Oh, okay. And he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And okay. so the people who are not the on opposing his side gang, of the, <laughs> the opposing, the opposing gang to take the turf yeah. back gives you a six pack. Yeah, but they don't call them gangs because they're not gangs. They're really based on church groups. Bible study? Yeah. So it's like, youth it's youth like, groups? It's, youth groups. That's what they're called. <laughs> it's Catholic versus Protestant is the bottom line. So, yeah, it's some form of of a youth group. Dude, this is why I'm a Scientologist. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's their respect for life. They didn't shoot the guy in the head. They didn't shoot him in the heart. They didn't kill no, him. No, they, they just they, they maimed him, him for life. They just taught him a lesson for the rest of his life. He'll never fucking sell drugs in that area again. But he could live. Fucking six pack, man. So we, we would go into whatever the equivalent to a 7 Eleven is, right? And my friend yeah. would be like, hey, you want me to buy you a six pack? And the Irish guys are like, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we found out. What- yeah. And, and based on that <laughs> metaphor, like, I'm just curious. I mean, then what is a leader? What is a case? What is a keg? I mean, fuck, you get a, you get a keg, you're absolutely uh, in a bad way. Yeah. yeah, there's some crazy shit going Oof. on over there. Fucking six-pack, man. Yeah, you don't want to get six-packed. Don't get six-packed when you're out there, for sure. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Protestants and Catholics. Can't we all just get along? Apparently not. Jesus was just trying to teach us to love each other. <laughs> turns, turns out we, uh, we, we've turned the love into mass shootings and it's wild but hey he was selling drugs on the wrong turf so what's he expect fucking guy deserved it hey you know punk ass motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) well the man the one and only man one we roll it man it's like 90 minutes in for the first installment of gringo and the man I'd like to think that we're going to get better as we get back into this but we're probably going to get worse (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely I don't just count on us getting worse. I actually aspire to us getting worse. I mean, it's like that so long ago we talked about, it's like, what do we know about podcasting? Absolutely nothing. So let's, let's do it. Let's do more. Let's, let's double do down more. on, on the- 
Well, I just, in all seriousness, I just wanted, and I mean this straight from the heart, I missed the hell out of this. I missed the hell out of you. I'm so glad we're back in the mix with Gringo and the Man. I feel exactly the same way, and this Gringo and the Man is going to, it's going to be good for you and me. I don't know if anyone else, but it's going to be good for you and me. And, you know, fuck everybody else. All I care about is oh, you yeah. and me. All I care about is yeah. you and me. As long as we are getting joy and what else we want. Yeah. yeah. Well, it. I'm happy to, that we're doing this and let's start doing this some more, brother. We'll keep it rolling. We have to, yeah, like off record, we'll figure out exactly. Like, of course, you know, <laughs> if history is any judge, there's no way we'll be able to just have a night, standing night. Yeah. Right. What was it like years ago? I was like, we were talking about why can't we just have like a standing night? And we sort of got to this like notion that it's like, well, if you have a standing night, then our wives know what nights to fuck with us. You know what I mean? If we keep it moving, <laughs> bobbing and weaving, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're recording night. Oh, okay. You're recording tonight. But if they know it's right. every Tuesday, right? we're fucked. Well, the good thing now is that I get to say to my wife, when she asks where I'm going, all I got to tell her is, Gringo and the man. That's She's all in. Say. She loves it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. And you get a pass for that. Oh, my God. All right. We're on to something. All right, partner. We'll catch you next time. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks for listening to the Gringo and the Man podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share it with your friends on social. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. Gringo and the Man is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Gringo and the Man is edited by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening. Gringo and the Man will be back soon with another episode promoting the importance of good humor and peaceful race relations. Gringo and the Man.